welcome again. Um, this recording is now for our um, amenities committee at Brighton Town Council, and this is meeting number nine. So agenda item number one is apologies and reasons for absence. So do we have any apologies this evening? I have no apologies. Okay, thank you. Uh, agenda item number two, declarations of interest. And does anybody have any declarations of interest on items which are on the agenda? Uh, item number three is public participation. Some members of the public are invited to speak. Uh, we do have a member of the public with us this evening. Would the member of the public like to speak on any agenda item? Thanks again, but it's still listening. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> uh, agenda item number four is approval of the minutes. So this is to approve and sign the minutes of the Immunities Committee, which was held on the 15th of January. Uh, so the uh, minutes have been included in your meeting pack. Has anybody cited on those and happy that they are a true reflection of the meeting? No. Yeah. Okay. I'll sign those for you, Jen. Uh, agenda item number five is the finance report. And this is to note the report provided by the clerk, and that's within the um, pack that was circulated to you. Is there anything you need to raise on that, Joe? Are you happy? I'm fine. Okay. Thank you. Um, agenda item number six is the Green Gates Community Park. Uh, so again, to note the report from the meeting held with Stevenson Halliday on the 5th of February um, 2024, um, to agree any further actions to be taken. Joe, do you want to take us through the actions that were agreed? So the actions are, uh, the first one is being carried out tomorrow. Northwich Town Council are going with um, a play installer expert who didn't install this play area to do a full assessment of the speaking tubes, whispering funnels, um, and the roundabout, which doesn't appear to be working. Hortan um, originally said that the issue with the roundabout was uh, it needed oiling, it's been oiled, it's not working. So they're going to look at that. Um, there's going to be no charge, so we've got that one free of charge. Once we've got the information on that, then Stevenson and Halliday are going to forward a follow-up with Porticon uh, to try and come to a timely resolution. Depending on how they react, depends what we'll do next. Um, uh, Stevenson and Halliday then intend to escalate this up to director level at Porticon because we're not getting what we should be getting from the, the gentleman who is handling it as the, their manager for that scheme. Um, so I think we've identified that there is need for better communication and it's not been happening all the way around really. So uh, there have also been issues with the seeding and planting. So the uh, wildflower bags that are either side of the tunnels should have been planted with wildflower and they weren't. They were planted with sand. So that's all that's going to And there was concern that proper techniques haven't been followed through with the grading of the two side areas. There's quite a lot of large rocks on there. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to have been hand-picked. They're supposed to be hand-picked every time they go, and we're not seeing any evidence of that. Um, then we have the issue at the top end where the seating area is with the trellis, which isn't, to be fair, down to Horticon. Um, that's vandalism. So I'm looking for a quote from Northwich Town Council to put some what to look at what would be more robust to put up there. But we're looking at doing that as a, getting a separate contractor to do that, not asking them to come. Electric fence. 
Um, so those those are the, the main things. Um, so each issue is going to be addressed systematically. Uh, Richard was at the meeting. I don't know whether you want to add anything further. No, I don't think so. I think the fact is, uh, Lynn Lynn Holbrook, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think she was quite perturbed by the amount of things that we had to bring to her, mm -hmm. and it seemed to me that she felt that um, Stevenson Halliday had met their side of the bargain. And they were as frustrated as what we were with the response or lack of response from Horticon. Uh, what I found strange is we used Horticon for two separate projects. One at the top of Frodsham, which is obviously the celebratory area, you know, the... Um, the Memorial Footpath. Yeah, yeah. And then one down in, in Greengate, so I can't understand. All I can presume is that they've used a, a subcontractor to come in and not their own people and they haven't they haven't controlled that or inspected that themselves yeah. as well as they should have done so um with more push from stevens holiday i think we should get a better response now okay. certainly we need to be aware of the money that we still that's still um, held by things holiday that that's not released really to yeah. i agree that's great Thank you. I think it's it's fair to say we, we, we've been disappointed, um, yeah. disappointed, uh, and don't believe we've we've received to the specification that we originally agreed. But as I say, thank you very much, Richard, for attending uh, that when I wasn't able to do that. And I think Stevenson Halliday are are going to to step up and take that forward, which is good news. So um, I think we just need to keep on with that. So maybe every couple of weeks, Joe, if we can just keep in contact with Stevenson Halliday just to make sure. Um, we keep that, that kind of pressure and communication. Pressure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Thank you. Agenda item number seven is Frodgham's um, town clock. Um, so, uh, but many people have mentioned to me that currently the clock is not working. Um, so, what we are considering is bringing forward the refurbishment. So, the refurbishment was planned for April. Uh, sorry, the refurbishment was planned from. I think May onwards, um, but we could bring that forward to April using reserves from the 2023 and 2024 financial year. I think it would be in best interest if we bring in a contractor to do a repair now, there's an additional cost and then the refurbishment, so we, we can kind of kill two birds with one stone if we can bring that refurbishment forward. So that was planned to take part in 2024 once we got the uh, yeah. preset money. Yeah. So I'm trying to bring it forward, or ideally we'd like to bring it forward to March. Bearing in mind we're probably not actually going to be built until April. So although we're bringing the work forward, we're probably going to be paying it in the next nine months of the year. Um, it just saves having to fix it now and then get them back to take it away to refurbishment, refurbish it in a month's time. There are a few more complications. Uh, in that we need a lane closure, we need uh, street licences for working on the street. There's also going to be some um, issues with the pedestrian crossing that are there as well. So it's liaising with uh, Blue Hour to do the lane closure, Cheshire West to give permission for highways works to take place. I'm trying to coordinate that with the higher of a high app to, to get the clock down. And then get the work done. Uh, we're hoping to be able to just manage it with a road closure for one day, lane closure. Yeah. Is there any scope for it being 
more easily managed if Northwich Town Council do it. Because they're allowed to work. Some of the some of these crop people, but um, Northwich Town Council can't then do the refurbishment. Right. So because the clock is going to the top part is going to go away to right. be um, repaired and refurbished from the canvas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just because you know they're, because so it's like yes. together we looked that's already come through to committee several yes. times. So the whole yeah, total cost of the works is fifteen thousand uh, well no it was twelve thousand three hundred I think and then I'm anticipating what the two hour cost might be. Yeah. So just a one day. And it's it's lane closures rather than road closures. Yeah. So it shouldn't yeah. be so is everybody happy to, to bring that refurbishment forward so that we can get that? Well, I think if Joe says chances are we're preparing in the next yes. financial year anyway. Yes. If you can get anything organised that quickly, exactly <laughs> the treasure worse, then... Uh, well, I've got them hanging fire for tomorrow morning at 9.30 for me to give them the go-ahead if this meeting right. was prepared to do that. Yeah. So we're hoping it would be the first week of March. Is everybody happy oh, to go ahead with that? Yeah. Okay, Joe, that's, a, that's approved. We can bring that forward. That would be great. Uh, agenda item number eight. Um, this is our community orchards. Um, so this is to consider the future of the Ship Street Orchard and the Hawthorne Road Orchard. These are two relatively small orchards. Uh, I'm not sure how well used they are as orchards. I'm aware that we do have some antisocial behaviour in the sense that some of the trees, when, when we replace them, do get damaged kind of yeah. willfully. So, Jude, have you got a bit more background well, on the two areas? Yeah, I mean, certainly the um, Ship Street one that was started out as a children's uh, garden but it fell by the wayside because it wasn't well supported. It was a lovely lady putting a lot of time and effort in, but not getting very far with it. The, our big concern with that piece of land was that people were using it to park on, so it then became a community orchard. But whether that, with hindsight, whether that was the best use of the land, I don't know. And I think uh, members of public mentioned the Hawthorne Road one, again, when we were children, because it had lay equipment on it. It's just, you know, do we want to continue with the mass community orchards? I mean, Richard, you live by Bosos. Maybe we should think, is there something else we could do with them? Maybe when we have our annual town meeting, yeah. we just ask the public for ideas about what we might do with them. I was just going to say there's an initiative with um, Mersey Forest Trust. Um, they'd be happy as part of the, their initiative to come and look at all of our green spaces, wherever there is a green space, to see whether we can plant anything or use them in a different way to, to enhance the climate, the biodiversity. I know some of them are only going to be kind of postage stamp size, but they're more than happy to come along and do a survey of our green spaces to see how we might want to use. So that, that might be something yeah. we can do before the town meeting and then we potentially we might have some suggestions about what we could use yeah. the land for. I form. think it's worth opening it to the residents to find out what yeah. they think yeah. and give some ideas. Because it's a bit, whilst, whilst they're not large, 
there's still something there that so people green. can utilize. And I don't think people fully understand that they can take the fruit from the trees. So yeah. the fact is that it's there and it's something that, you know, when they're in, you know, uh, when the fruit's there, they can take that. Yeah. Utilize that. They may be thinking so. Good. Good kind of so I think I think we should be bringing the the residents and the, the, the community together to find out exactly mm -hmm. what's yeah. it, It's well worth looking at other things. Mm -hmm. What I'm concerned about is uh, we we look at things and then suddenly there's a suggestion that we start putting more investment into something that we're thinking, well, are we going to do anything with it or no? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're putting the cart before the horse mm -hmm. a bit, then, yeah. aren't we? Okay. Those trees, sorry, quite I'm happy to take ideas from public, that's not a bad idea. Um, the benefit of the orchards is that they are relatively self-sufficient for low maintenance. Mm -hmm. So they do a job like the ships you want, would stop your parking there with like us having to do a lot of work to it. Mm -hmm. um, but equally, if somebody has a very good idea, then I think we should listen to it. Um, I do think a big part of the problem might also be just that it's not really that obvious that you can help yourself, so yeah, we can address that. And yeah. we have said we'd look at that, we, we will arrange a day yeah. to look at that. I um, think at, I mean, at one time we did consider, because the, the girl guides looked across the road in the old administrative board, whether there could be a link there with the girl guides doing something with it. Yeah. Well, so, um, my, my wife did suggest that if we wanted to make available sort of community garden plots or something, the girl guides might be interested in, in, in sort of operating or tending or something like that, I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say those trees are very small, which means they're much more easily vandalised. If we can get them that bit bigger in a few years' time, it'll be much harder for people to vandalise and there'll be more fruit. Yeah. Because I think the fruit they'll get at the moment is not much, whereas when people see a good crop, then they will value it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think possibly there's something, I know the signage um, team haven't kind of met yet, but there might be something to bring in terms of communicating what, what they are, but I think it's a good idea maybe to bring it to the um, annual town meeting. Yeah, uh, definitely, I think. And ask, ask you know, residents, particularly residents that live locally as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. because we might not necessarily be aware as a, exactly. as a town council that there is a lot of usage from, yeah. from the people that want to be fair, the ship ship wants to carry 100 chicken, so... Yes, yes I've, I've seen the chicken in yeah. the I'm saying it has chicken by fox, but it's always there, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's a few of them. if they can do that and um, readiness of, of the town meeting. Yeah. And it may, it may uh, preempt some of the questions that we might get from the community. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll go forward with that initiative with Mersey Forest and then we'll take it to the town meeting. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Uh, agenda item number nine. Uh, this is the top road play area. Uh, so just to note the report provided by Joe. Do you want to... I think we'll have a look at that. And the initial thought was, do we just do, do we do a survey of all our play areas and see how much they're being used? 
uh, but when we had a chat in the office about it, there was a bit of a concern that we might then be setting up a reason for people to start being alarmed that we're looking at closing all the play areas and getting a bit out of hand. So we wondered about just doing a survey of, so the play area is here, doing a survey of the properties immediately surrounding it, you're all out to go there. Bearing in mind there's no parking, so if you are, if anyone was visiting the children, they'd have to walk there anyway, so aren't going to walk from the far end of the village to mm. this play area. So I put some potential survey questions down, um, and what do you think about those as a way forward? To put something out on Facebook um, and our website. So asking, um, do you, do, how often do residents within this area, and, and specifying the area, use the play area, including going with children? How do they get there when they're visiting the park? What transport do they use? Is it on foot? Um, how do they rate the accessibility of the park? One being very poor, the five being excellent. What are the main challenges? So asking them to consider parking issues, the muddy path or not a path, um, the overgrown of the field and the presence of bullocks in the field that you need to walk through to get to the play area. Um, and then are you satisfied with the current facilities and amenities? And if not, what would you want to see by way of means of improvement? Bearing in mind that the facilities that are there now are aimed at going to the toddler end. Um, and then any additional comments or suggestions for what to do with the park. So the idea being that we put that out in a questionnaire to those immediate res residents yeah. and then put a, a, you know, a small thing out on our social media. And then from there we'll have an idea of who's using it, how often are they using it, and how accessible it is. I just think it's, um, I went round um, recently and it, yeah, it's probably, in my opinion, probably one of the least used, but oh, as yeah. I said to Joe, we don't really know and, yeah. and it's because of its accessibility um, and it's unfortunately because of where it is, it does get a lot of um, bird droppings on the equipment um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's like hard to shift, it's not particularly very nice. To go yeah, up there, to want to go on a swing and yeah, to clean. I've never been there, so mm -hmm. I don't really know. I don't even know how much land there is there. It's a very it's small, small. area. It used to be a single allotment at the corner of the field. So it's a very small area with some top equipment on it. It's it's surrounded by bushes and yeah. it's not particularly pleasant. The reason why it's covered in bird nests most of the time is because nobody is going there to scare the birds away. Yeah. We've tried all sorts of things like the um, cable ties sticking up on top of the swings and everything else and nothing seems to deter the birds. It's not well used. It's not there's no graffiti on it because no, it's not, yeah. it's not well used. It's, 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 it's about ten, ten by ten, ten meters by ten meters. So yeah. it's, it's very small. It's very small. And to get there you need to go through a farmer's gate, walk through the field of, of bullocks, which okay, so they're not harmful but yeah. uh, there's no actual path you're just pushing through a, I'm not sure you could actually get that to push yeah. chair. No, when I was last there, it's quite rushed. Yeah, it's yeah. 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 At our play areas, and we do need to keep them up to date and refurbished. And it was just, you know, should we be spending money on something that isn't relatively well used? 
And it could be that if people say no, it's still like one, we might be able to have a look at a land swap, perhaps. Yeah, so this is exactly there's a, there's a couple of ideas we could look at, but I just think it's useful to get to understand from a resident perspective locally. Mm -hmm. Are they using it, and is it is it valued? Is it other, other things we can do and provide another area, perhaps? Yeah. Just say about three years ago, um, I went up there with my grandson, who would have been probably about five at the time. I took him to several of the play areas in Frodsham just to say, "What do you think?" And he said it was his favourite. Oh. Now the reason he thought it was a favourite, I think, is because. When do the kids queuing? He's a very quiet kid. And when there's lots of other kids wanting to push ahead, he stands back and lets them. And he could just go on the slide repeatedly with nobody bothering him. Um, but the issue there is, you know, I've raised it before. I've had residents up there telling me the presence of the bullocks, yeah. while perfectly legal, are intimidating and they're reluctant. And I would be, because I mean, Leo was five. And if I lived even in a neighbouring house, I wouldn't be able to say to him, go up there on your own, because I would just be, you know, the just size of a child yeah. and, and a bullock, no matter how safe mm. it can be to an adult, you yeah. know, it would be, that, that's, that was the big issue. Okay. So, are we happy to do a, a resident survey and then we can bring it back um, to this forum and, and, and decide what might be the, the best future? I mean, would there be a chance of if people wanted to play area of looking at with the land over a particular fence so that there is a, a fence between the bullocks and the footpath. Not all land. No. The land is leased. Yes, I'm saying with the landowner. That's what I'm saying. I, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it because of it, it, it's in the centre so you, you'd have to kind of cut off once you cut it off after so long, you can, you can say, well, I brought it back to mine. There is it a is a public footpath, but the public yes. footpath is around the edge, not straight here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. But it could be potential. Well, if you fenced off the footpath. We couldn't afford to do it, it's too big enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. the play, there's the landlord from the landlord who got bullets. No, it was our allotment. And why it was ever there in the first place, I don't know. Frank is the one who can tell you. I have a feeling we did a land swap okay. to get that piece of land. We gave something else up. Right. Uh, but we may be able to do that in the future. How big did you say it was? It's 10 metres in the middle of the feet. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm sorry. And actually, if you lived in one of those houses there, because someone said to me, you can be at the kitchen sink, you can see your kids, because it's a race piece of land on the swings. You want so to see, you can see the grass? No, it looked, well, yeah, it's, it was, it, so if it was used for sheep or something, you know, it would be, it would be perfect where it is, because you can see it. Yeah. Just so ask, yes, the land that the, the, the swing park equipment is on, who owns that land? We do. We do. It's so that's our land. land there. Yes. Oh, I see. Right. But the land around it is not ours. Is that the fifties of the church or something? No, like that. no, no. That was um, that's no. Calvary Lane. Yeah. 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 So we If we uh, got it in a swap originally, could we ask to swap it with a bit that's close to the gate or the path or something that's easy to access? Potentially. I think that's looking, looking at a hell of a cost. Oh, you can sure, see what yeah. we spent on Ship Street. Yeah. I know it's a much bigger area. 
to, to yeah. do that. There's no reason why the landlord would agree. No, so that makes it more difficult for him to lease the rest of the field just yeah. to put capital on there. But I think there's, there's options we can explore, but I think if we hear, hear what the residents' views first, then we can we yeah. can start to debate and, and see what we might want them to do. Mm. Yeah. So we're happy to go ahead with the survey with those local residents. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. we'll do that. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry, Do you think Julie. they might include over the school on that survey as well, because some of the pupils from there might use it? That's the nearest school, isn't it? It is the nearest school. It's... Yeah, it's a, it's a way off, but we could do. We, we could ask, ask the school. We could ask the, the school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we could yes. do that. Because if we could do something online, even Joe do like a survey on feet. So what we didn't want to do is extend it to the whole of the town, because then you're just no. going to get a multitude yeah. of objections no. from people who've never been there. Yeah. But I think any children living in that actual town will go to, uh, no. so to local residents and the, and the, the school. Ancient school. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, agenda item number 10 is uh, Tarving Road Cemetery. Um, this is to note that burial fees for non-fraudulent residents were increased by 8.3% in August 2022. Is there a suggestion, Joe, that we would look to increase our burial fees for non-residents? What's the... Well, it was, it was just to note that that's when we were last looked at. Okay. Do you want to revisit that? Um, two thousand two, sorry, two years ago. It is, yeah. Or do you want to set a date by when we will look at the fees again? So every five years, every three years. I think we should consider a, looking at inflation rises for non-residents very regularly. Mm -hmm. so we want to keep the cemetery mostly for residents. We Is that do. Reasonable. Yeah. But we don't have to do it every year. We, we had an instance in Dropping Kingsley and it came from you know, when they changed the boundaries. And you wanted to be buried, wanted to be buried in Kingsley Cemetery. And we were very upset because where they were used to be part of Kingsley uh -huh. and they wanted the residence charge. And we had to say, well, we're very sorry, but you pay your precept to Frodsham. So we couldn't give them that display. Yeah. So. So I think I'm probably you know, in agreement with you, Patrick, so for non-residents we should maybe just review that on a regular basis. So what is like two or, or three years? Two. Every two We'd years. We'd like to increase it, do we? No, we don't want to increase them. Let's review it. But as long as maybe we've just put to put them in as review every two years. And so we could raise an issue yeah. that came up on social media recently. Of course. It's about the internment of the child. And at one stage, the, the, it was free, whether it was cremated remains or uh, a burial plot. But we've changed that, and we only make it free for cremated remains. No, it was free through, um, uh, we applied for a grant, central government grant for a child under five years old. Well, so maybe the, the it's, it's just pay. the list of um, fees on the website okay. that is a bit missing. Probably okay. just the. Just need well, to that's burials. So shall we look at this in August then this year? That will be two years yeah. since it was last yeah. looked at. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just ask Liz to have a look at the list yeah. of these just to make sure. Yeah, it, it may just be that it's a typographical error. Okay. Yes, we really. Great. Because it's oh. roasted about it. Oh dear. Okay. 
So that's great, thank you very much for that. But it wouldn't have come from a parent of a burial because we've not made any charges. So it might have come from somebody who didn't know. No? Um, so not the only person that's told to and they should go to a record cemetery. I don't know. That, that, I don't know. That, that's not come through the office. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, agenda item number 11 is our clerk's report. Joe, do we have any additional reports? Well, I, I don't know, Patrick, did you want them to, I mean, nobody will have a chance to... Yeah, you can circulate, it's just, it was meant, meant to go on the agenda for this month, and I can do it next month as a sort of formal agenda, but I don't want to leave you waiting, so um, we can, Joe can email it right for you, um, but it was just an update for the actual travel group, just, um, Julie needed a presentation, but essentially, um, when we initially set up uh, the group, the idea was to encourage us to travel, to help people be healthier, meet the zero carbon goals, improve air quality, um, and we looked at three main things, making Crossington Junction safer, because we want to reduce accidents and incidents, improving signage information, because there have been previous resident surveys saying people wanted more information and signage, and looking at improving micro-mobility, things like e-bikes, because actually there's reasonably high demand from trials elsewhere and they can reduce carbon by reducing car journeys. Um, and more recently we also thought about doing a um, just a, a simple bike maintenance course to help people get their bikes ready and also so they feel more comfortable just making simple repairs themselves. Um, in terms of progress we're up to in very, very briefly here, crossing to junctions we obviously there's in the presentation there you'll see the crash map data and um, there's accidents all over Fulton but it's centred along the busy roads the A56 and Church Street which is that Church Street A56 junction there is sort of red, the commercial area the heart of Fulton um, and given there's only so many of us on this group we thought we'd look there first of all to see how we could make that safer um, we have approached and spoke to Cheshire Wests um, about looking at crossings and things on Church Street. Um, essentially, they said there's no funding, um, and they've shut that door quite firmly in our face. Um, but we are looking at whether things like a 20 mile hour limit down Church Street might be possible. Yes? I can actually give you a little update, oh, yes. Patrick. Uh, Good. So I was at a meeting uh, on the Thursday, Thursday um, last week. Um, Cheshire West were at the meeting, um, Mike and Lucy, and I can let you know that there is £200,000 ring-fenced for a crossing in the next year on Church Street. The pedestrian crossing is due on Church Street. Um, uh, the company and the, and the that's appointed. looking at it, they've appointed uh, Genoptic uh, to look at that, and there will be a consultation with Frodham Town Council and the Cheshire West and Chester councillors as to where would be the best position for the crossing. There's um, bound to be a vision on that because the school will want it. Yeah. Where were they suggesting? They were suggesting um, opposite Brew and Tucker. If so they said Church Street, it becomes Red Lane, so Church Street has to be quite low down. Yeah, it does. But they want to be the crossing for the children. Yeah, yeah. So they want Lanchet and Lanchet Street. Yeah. Lanchet, yeah. 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 Um, so you know where Brew the you know where Brew and Tucker is? The Cash 22. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the law Cash 22, isn't it? So the crossing type hasn't been confirmed yet, so it, we don't know if that's going to be a zebra, a pedestrian, what that might be, but there is £200,000 in the budget for a crossing on Church Street. 
So that's one of the reasons we and the one at Netherton we part funded it. So part of the reason we wanted a bit of money in the budget this year was in case Cheshire West wanted us to do that. Um, but thankfully that may not need to happen. Um, information and signage. So um, the, really there's not much information about how to get around the front and where things are for visitors or anything like that. Um, we've found some good examples from elsewhere about how people have done that and there's some examples in the slideshow for you there. Um, and Helpfully, actually, the North Cheshire Community Real Partnership have agreed to fund an artist to do this for us. So we've got some um, done a lot of work getting sort of um, what do we want on that map? What do we want, like the art centre here and Ryan Bungren? Sorry, I'm on the committee at the moment with the signage people, yes. and we're looking at what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's what's in front of where the bicycle. Yeah. tracks are, walk tracks, yeah. and we're going to update the ones that we've actually got yes. in the at the moment, which will give you a lot of the information that you're talking about, yeah. and some of them will be specific to, let's say, bicycle routes or places of interest, and we're, we're actually building that up now. It, it, it's still in its infancy, but it, it's going to be done, so yeah. that is a, more or less what we're talking about. Yes, yeah. and these ones specifically are based on, because it's Community Rail Partnership, they want them on the platforms at the station right. and Transport for Wales may also possibly agree to cover up some money to pay for those. Yes, just no, another point, um, at the same meeting, um, Georgia Jones from Cheshire West and Chester was there and just talking about cycling per se, she's going to be setting up a cycle working group um, and I believe, Ashley, you're going to have uh, an education. She invited you. <laughs> okay, she will. Because um, we, we did talk about bikes and, and how we could kind of support the use of, of bikes and e-bikes in Frodgham. So um, the next, you will get an, uh, an invitation to that. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Um, in terms of e-bikes, we had a couple of potential schemes that we thought might be suitable for Frodgham. We've had a chat with some of the local bike shops. Um, it, 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 it would have not cost them any money but relied a little bit on using their time and they just, they're just they basically very busy, which is good for them, so it wasn't going wasn't to be suitable for us, unfortunately. Um, but we thought we could run a bike maintenance course and a charity in Chester, Bren Bikes, has agreed sports with that for both low cost, which communities approved a couple of months ago. Um, so that is going to be on Friday the 5th of April at the community centre. That should be Easter holidays, so the kids should be off. And so the group is probably going to be focusing a little bit in the next month or, two, or next month, basically, on getting some publicity for that. Once we've got some mock-ups of the signs, we'll share them with you. The artist is currently uh, creating those and layering them up, as the term goes. So there we go. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And it's actually uh, really useful to have those working groups, that, those kind of reports even if they're not kind of formal meetings um, to get the reports in here, because otherwise members of the public don't know what's happening. And we've, we've got quite a number of working groups now, so it's so really good that we're starting to get those reports um, coming in. So thank you very much, Patrick, and the team um, that's on that working group. So that brings us to the date of our next meeting, which will be the 11th of March, 2024. And with that, I'll close the meeting. Thank you very much.